Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. And just like last time, this episode again is live. But guess what? This week we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff that has happened quite literally over the last 24 to 48 hours. So some big things have happened. Universal banked on the wrong the wrong horse apparently and it's biting them in the ass. And along with that, we've got some new rumors that Hush is going to be the main villain of the Batman Part 2. And Variety dropped a major bombshell on fans of the DCEU and seemingly confirmed a lot of rumors that a lot of people have been talking about for a very long time. So um, we're going to get right into it and just talk about all the crazy stuff that's happening. But before we begin, just want a special shout out to our sponsor, Spectra Alchemy, the Etsy digital design shop. Go ahead, scan that QR code, check out the shop, buy some t-shirts, buy some seamless patterns or anything of that nature. Definitely does a lot of hard work to make this stuff happen. Some pretty cool t-shirts so far, including that Batman one that I'm always sporting pretty much all the time. And then, again, this is going to be our second episode involving the TCN podcast giveaway. This week, we're going to ask you another question sometime in the episode, and you'll be entered into the drawing to win our Batman 89 giveaway pack, essentially. So we're going to give you a NECA Batarang, the Batman 89 Volume 1 trade paperback. I decided to go for the bigger thing, the whole thing, instead of just the first issue. And then the really cool Batman 89 poly bag that no one seems to find anywhere. So uh, lots of fun stuff. And, you know, let's just go right into it. Writer's strike is over. Let yep. the news pour, Taylor. It yep. feels like it is coming in hot and heavy. Last week, the writer's strike was tentatively agreed upon. Uh, I think it was yesterday they officially ratified the terms, but they kept the terms under lock and key. They didn't say what actually they agreed upon. All we do know is that the writer's strike did result in pretty much the writers getting everything they asked for, including some heavy, heavy stipulations on the use of uh, AI in the workplace. So they wouldn't say exactly what, but uh, studios cannot force AI into certain scenarios. Uh, they also said that there's minimum, minimum requirements for writer's rooms and uh, residual payouts, streaming bonuses, things like that. So there's a lot of stuff that they, they agreed upon. And unfortunately, the, the majority of the stuff that we don't know about, we probably won't know about until the next deal is signed in three years because this is every three years they sign the contracts. But with that, people have gotten back to work. Shows have Some shows have actually still been canceled. A couple of new ones dropped out. I think uh, the iCarly revival died over the last week. Um, a few other shows also suffered the similar fate where they just couldn't make it work. Um, but the DCEU started its writing again, and the news started trickling out. Deadpool 3 apparently is also a big thing that's getting back into production. So... Just waiting on that that actor strike, and then all this stuff will start happening, happening. So it's been it's been an interesting last last week. You said <laughs> that the writers will get to redo this every three years. So yes, I'm assuming like they are gonna use AI in some regard, yes. but there's other ways that they can. <clears throat> but as that technology gets better. Hollywood wants to bring that to the table again, right? Yeah. Like that's why it's such a small window. 
No, the the window for the writers, like the contracts are actually every three years anyways. So every three years, they either choose to extend or they make stipulations or whatever. This was the year that uh, they put their terms for the extension. The studio said no. And then they were like, we're going to do what we want. And that's where the strike kicked in for a better part of like 150 something days. So that is going to be, I think it goes down as one of the longest, if not the longest strike the writers have been on. And it even resulted in the governor of California having to ratify laws to protect them, which is pretty gnarly. Um, The actor's deal, as you have said, is probably right around the corner. Do they also have to sign a deal every three years moving forward? As far as I'm aware, the Hollywood machine does require pretty much every three years to be just re-signed. and that's as far as I've always known. I think it's always been that way. It's like, but most of the time we don't hear about it because it's like, okay, same as last time. And that's it. It's just the unions have to renew and that's about it. So this was the big one that AI started creeping in pretty much everywhere over the last two years. Ever since COVID happened, AI has become like this one day it's not there, then the next day it's everywhere. And quite literally, like every science fiction writer of the last hundred years, AI grew very quickly and was used very rapidly and people started to freak the hell out about it is there any confirmed ai projects is there any movies that we can put like oh uh the new evil dead movie was written one third by a robot do we know anything like that yet the only thing I knew of that was ever a confirmed AI tool usage was, um, I think with Game of Thrones' is uh, The House of Dragons Season 2, they had all the scripts done, but they couldn't do the day-to-day stuff. So they used AI to, to adjust things on the day of. And we have not heard those scripts said out loud yet, correct? That's not happened yeah. yet. It's already filmed. I think it's supposed to come out this next summer, is what they were saying. Like, probably the next few months we'll start getting trailers and whatnot, but it was done. It's just... It was the the writer's duty that they typically have of on the day set changes. Like, hey, um, the weather is not calling for it. Can we adjust the script to now accommodate the scene being at night? That stuff was all modified by AI because they couldn't have a writer on hand. Uh, you given you you've teased what this episode is about, and I'm excited to get to that. You've already now touched upon some of the Deadpool three stuff. Yeah, with the actors not being able to film. What can they can't? What can they do? I mean, they have the stuff they've worked on. I'm assuming then they can edit some of that stuff, or they can write new scenes that they want, but they yeah. can't do production yet. Correct. Um, kind of like what James Gunn said last week when he said that the writing, because of the strike, he wasn't allowed to touch the scripts, but he was allowed to do almost everything pre-production wise and everything in between. So, getting the art department to do their work, doing some previs work, setting up storyboards, everything like that. So. Even though the production shut down for filming for Deadpool, uh, they literally could have just been cutting trailers. They could have been finishing scenes, doing some editing, and then marking, this scene looks great, this scene looks great. Like, basically preparing for the pickups that are due to happen. Because most of the time, pickups happen a few months down the line after they've already gone through the, the film and looked through everything. But since the actors have been on strike for a few months, they could literally have just done that work during that gap. So now they're like, Now we're going to finish filming this stuff and then do our pickups at the same time. I was talking with a Marvel friend at work today. We were talking about Star Wars and then, you know, Deadpool and stuff started coming to the conversation. When are we going to start seeing 
people in this Avengers movie. Like, isn't like isn't we saw Secret Invasion, whatever that was. When are we gonna start like isn't Wolverine supposed to be in this? Like, isn't yeah. Spider-Man supposed to be in this? Yeah, so from my understanding, the Secret Wars slash King the Conqueror Battle of the Death that they're doing, the Avengers is gonna be a multiversal Avengers Avengers team. So we're gonna have like the major players from like like Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, uh War Machine, Shang-Chi, like the players that we've already kind of seen show up. Spider-Man's gonna be there, but also Deadpool and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is gonna be a part of this team. The same with the other two Spider-Man that are due to come back as well. So we're gonna have pretty much wait a second. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back again. That's what the, the big rumor was that uh Sony got them back, and then Marvel was like, Hey, you wanna do something big with us? And that was part of the like, so there's been all these rumors that the reason why we have this copious amounts of cameos set up for Deadpool is that some of these cameos could possibly show up in Secret Wars, and that could range anywhere from like Eon Godfrey returning as Mr. Fantastic, as another Mr. Fantastic. You could have um Jennifer Garner return as Electra, things like that. Like you could literally have almost every cast that they had. Yo, is like she the last gonna come back? She's is supposedly she... she's a, supposedly in Deadpool three for a, wow. a joking scene. So there is a lot of stuff like that where they're basically saying that because this movie is meant to be the last hurrah of Marvel before the grand reshuffle reset, they're going to use it as the way to basically close out all of the canons of the Sony-verse, the Fox-verse, etc., and then do one grand reboot where they have the mutants part of the main canon from the start. Yo, a Wesley Snipes versus Deadpool fight scene with Katana Blades would be out of this world. Would I, I, be out I of really, this world, Taylor. I really want that scene solely because Ryan Reynolds played a character in Blade Three. And then soon as Wesley Snipes comes out and is like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know who you are. Why are you talking to me like that? Is this one of those... those, Or like Deadpool just looking at the camera like, he thinks I'm that other Canadian beauty. Or something like that where (laughs) he just references himself, you know? I Um, would love for Chris... What if Chris Evans shows up as Human Torch? And they're like, hey, that's the... Human Torch and Captain America. Like Captain America shows up and Human Torch shows up and he's like, this is weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so weird but i can just imagine like the best way to include deadpool and i've been saying this for years that what they need to do is literally what ryan reynolds proposed they did when they recut once upon a deadpool for everybody like i'm not sure if you've watched it that's the pg-13 version of deadpool 2 no why and... would i watch why would i watch a pg-13 i like the r version okay, of no it. no watch it because it is so funny because Ryan Reynolds was allowed to cut the movie himself. So the movie starts with him kidnapping Fred Savage and recreating Princess Bride. Okay. And and he recreates the room and Fred Savage wakes up like, what's happening? He's like, why am I in the set of the Princess Bride? He's like, shh, I'm telling you a Christmas story. <laughs> and then he and it cuts back and forth. But the best thing that he did was he said that because we're PG-13, we can't swear a lot. So he had a button that he could press every time he was about to drop a word and he could censor himself. So it would beep all the time. And allowing Ryan Reynolds to do that in an Avengers film would just be amazing. As mm. long as he's also self-aware of it. Like, he's he drops a, a, like a hard F-bomb, 
the other character was like, whoa, you can't say that. He's like, but the audience can't hear it. It's censored. And they're like, and they're what? like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like that would be just the best way to break the fourth wall and to get around the, uh, the MPAA. What are the other, I'm trying to think of what are the other weird Marvel movies? Like, well, yeah. I, I would love a scene with both Magnetos, both Professor X's, all of that stuff. Um, all three Spider-Mans, obviously. Um, I don't know. There, there's so many random characters that we've had. I, I would like to see all three Hulks in one scene. Sure. Like that'd yeah. be a lot of fun because everyone loves Edward Norton's Hulk because he's like tough and scary looking, but everyone also sleeps on Eric Bana's Hulk. So that would be just a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. There Marvel could do a lot of fun stuff with that movie if they do it right. I hope that they're self-aware this, enough to do it. Yeah, I hope at this point. You know, now that everything's been so watered down, um, that they will do this because, like, the other main canon stuff, like the new Marvels movie, is coming is right around the corner. Isn't it due out like in the next week or so? And I don't know. Like every person I've asked if they're seeing it, they say no, and I say why, and because they said I haven't watched any of those shows. So it's yeah. it's a weird spot where Deadpool. It's just those movies. It, you can tell somebody, go watch the Deadpool movies, and now you're caught up with that character. Yeah. Mm. And knowing Ryan Reynolds, he'll probably do like a seven-minute narration explanation video, everything you need to know before Deadpool 3. And he would like wrap up the entire Fox Marvel universe in a seven-minute explanation. Yo, if we're talking Fox stuff, I wonder if we'll see those new mutants from that movie. I like That'd that. That new that new mutant movie was almost a good movie. I actually liked it, and I got mad at that movie because of all the stuff they had to cut out because of the the Disney Fox deal. Like, did you know that the ending scene was supposed to actually set up Mister Sinister, and he was supposed to be cast and uh, I, shown? I know that because you have told me. I so was many just, times. Yeah, I was just surprised with um, you know, they take that ragtag bunch of mutants. You know, they're not necessarily well known, and they like made them interesting. I was, yeah. like, interested in what they were doing with those characters. And apparently they also lost, like, a half an hour of that movie of just stuff that probably would have made the movie R. And they should have made it R because it it definitely could have worked in that, that horror angle if they would have taken it a little further. Yeah, and it's, and it's sad that they weren't able to get there. I wonder as well, you know, Legion was such a big hit at that time. I wonder if we see any of those characters. I would love to see Dan Stevens show up and be like, I'm, my dad's here. Right there, but I don't know which one is my dad because they they're both my dad. Sure, like just just acknowledging that there's two Professor X's there. Um, I'm also thinking of the bad X Men movies, like X Men Three. Like maybe we get the I'm the Jaggernaut bitch. Like maybe we get some of those references again. I would back love into to see world. Vinnie Jones Juggernaut show up with the Ryan Reynolds Juggernaut because most people don't realize that the perfect Deadpool Two Juggernaut was also voiced by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what's so funny is so much of that movie sticks out of my mind. That feels like such a secret that they were able to keep that under wraps. I think of Cable in that movie. I think of the fun stuff. I think of Brad Pitt. But I forget, like, the Jaggernaut was the big bad guy of that movie. Yeah, and when he showed up, like, I remember when they when they did the prison scene for the first time. And you're like, okay, so there's some some cameos. Here's Black Tom Cassidy. You're going to make some racist jokes about him. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, that, that guy must be Omega Red. Okay, cool, cool. And then they walked by the Juggernaut thing. I'm like. Oh no, it's happening, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh no. And then obviously that as soon as that scene happened in the city with like Juggernaut rips him in half, I was like, oh my god, this movie is 
so much more than I was expecting it to be. It's so funny that you're talking about multiple universes. Like, yeah, what if we see both the, the Sabretooths, right? We see them playing cards or something like that. You know what I mean? Because there yeah. is so many. And it is funny that Ryan Reynolds has been in multiple Marvel movies. Yeah. He was in Blade Three. He was in he was in the Wolverine movie, right? He was in. Was that all the? I mean, like, yeah, every couple of years he would <laughs> that show was it. Up. Yeah, yeah, okay. that was about it. Yeah. And then he showed up but, at Deadpool. But the other fun thing is, apparently, they've also got Channing Tatum coming back as Gambit for the role that he never got to play, but did a ton of pre-production work on. So I would love it if we got both versions of Gambit on screen, which would be just super fun. Because back when they did the first time, uh, Taylor Kitsch's Gambit was kind of like eh this sucks but he's actually turned into an amazing actor since then and i would love to see him take another crack at it there's also lots of like i don't know those brian singer x-men movies stand out so much in my mind like i'd love to see anna paquin back as rogue like yeah. i'd like her to be in a movie again you know what i mean or halle berry i mean the mcu is jonesing to get halle berry as storm there's other i've seen some fan casting but apparently she's supposed to also be in deadpool 3 along with james marsden and bam k jackson like the main x-men along with hugh jackman are supposed to be coming back for that movie that's amazing i, I but the main plot of that movie apparently is that after the death of the wolverine from his timeline he now has cable's time travel machine and he's multiverse hopping because he wants to find a version of wolverine that doesn't hate him <laughs> that's going to be tough to find. I don't know yeah. if he finds one. He'll eventually find one of them that doesn't know him. But that also sets up that we have other Deadpools as well. You know, 100%. And I, wonder, I would like to see if them they if they really pulled it off, I would like to see them introduce like the weird ones like Gwenpool or something like that. Like just throw it out there and be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is Gwen Stacy from Spider-Man's world, but she's Deadpool here." And him just acknowledge the weirdness of it all. I you know Sony would love to add that type of character to that Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like someone that's really off the wall and different and something you can really do something with. Yeah. Um, that's what Disney's doing. Uh, let's move to what Universal did. Now, I had no idea of the price point, and we'll talk yeah. about the theme park side of it. When did this new when did they buy all of this? Like I felt like this movie came out of nowhere. So Universal bought the rights to The Exorcist a couple years ago. Um, but they they spent upwards of $400 million to get the rights, which is pretty insane. Just to basically to spend that much money before you even roll cameras, basically like we want to make this movie, so we will spend almost half a billion dollars to get the rights. And then let's make a low-budget movie with the rights. Like, the movie, The Exorcist film, apparently only costs like $40 million, which is pretty minuscule for a movie. And, I mean, it is what it is, right? But with that, the first tra the first reviews came out late last week, right before. Like, it was one of those movies that the embargo lifted, like, the day before it released. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty sucky um but with it they it it bombed i mean there's no way there's no way to mince words it is currently standing at a 23 percent on rotten tomatoes which is pretty abysmal and most people are like oh that sucks for the 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 critics but what do the the, the audiences think but what do the real fans think 58 percent. i think yeah this is a the exorcist 
is a weird franchise. First off, it's not a franchise. There's it is a franchise. Been- it is a franchise. And the reason why it's so weird is because this franchise has no, no okay. So uh, this franchise has literally done the exact same thing that the Halloween franchise did, where it's got like three different, three or four different timelines now based on all the retcons and reboots they've done to it. Right. You had the original Exorcist, and I think it had two sequels. Yes. And, and then uh, and they I watched made and another only... sequel yes. that rebooted those two sequels. <laughs> yeah. And then they made a TV show that rebooted those sequels. And now they've done another one which ignored all the other sequels. And I'm like, and every single time they bring back the mom and they find a way to kill her off. I don't know if they've done it in this one as well, but she's died like four times on screen at this point. I have watched Red Letter Media. They talked about the movie. Spoilers for people that want to see this movie. I do not want to see this movie. Uh, if you don't, if you don't want to know this, uh, this fun factoid, yeah, yeah, skip ahead one minute because we'll only mention it here. Uh, no, she's dead in the first ten minutes, Taylor. She's in ten minutes of the yeah. She's ten oh minutes God. of the movie, they and they ripped out, they ripped out they her eyeballs. Stop killing her because she's. Didn't she come back in the TV show and die too? And she died in like the third Exorcist movie as well. Like she's just like the punching bag of the franchise, apparently. Uh isn't she also like 90 now? Yeah, like, she's she's very old. She was from Twin Peaks, and that she's great in this, she's not good in. Oh, she uh, was in Twin Peaks, wasn't she? Yeah, that's Laura Palmer's <laughs> mom, my dude. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. See, and that's the other sad thing. Like She's a talented actress. She's done lots of good movies. I think one of the things that they forgot, the original Exorcist is a good movie, but it's a good movie regardless of the devil stuff. I I think it's a weird movie franchise because it's like, I don't know. It's like heavy stuff. It like deals with people's religions and stuff like that. I just don't understand what they want to get out of this. Also, they keep rebooting the same demon. Why not add different demons into this world? Because apparently in the Exorcist canon, there's literally only one demon, and he just hangs out around this family. Yeah, sure, it's just the Pazuzu guy. Yeah, that's now, all he is, and he's just like he's just fixated on this kid. Is I mean, it's like I don't know if you read the Bible, there's at least a few thousand referenced. <laughs> so like, there's more to pick from. Yeah, there's but, other demons. Yeah, there's Beelzebub. There's all the guys. Yeah, so like, I'm just like, I don't know. It's it, now, it's insane to me that they they spent what they spent on it just to get the rights. And I think the rights were actually previously owned by Warner Brothers. Okay. So Warner Brothers got a pretty good payout because they were like, all right, yeah, whatever. Well, we'll get to what Warner Brothers is going to spend that money on. Right. Okay. So they, they spent $30 million on this film. And as of right now, it has only made $46 million back. So wow. it's, it's, it's made – it's not quite there yet because if you know how the, the box office take goes and – production cost if it doesn't come back with at least 120 million they've really shit the bed now i live in los angeles which means they do hollywood horror nights and universal studio right now probably has stranger things mazes is that why they spent so much money because now they can have the the exorcist bedroom you can walk through the exorcist bedroom at a theme park Fully possible. I mean, when you buy the rights for that much money, you don't just buy the rights for just movie distribution. You try to get everything, especially if you're spending that much money. I'm assuming they got some backdated rights. Um, But they also had a planned trilogy in the mix. But even just a few hours ago, the director kind of. I mean, he's the director and also wrote the screenplay and he kind of like let slip that he's probably not coming back for the next one due to how this one turned out. 
So whatever their plans were for this trilogy, we don't know what's going to happen now because the, the next one, Exorcist the Deceiver, which was set to be released on April 18th of, of 2025, right? So they were expecting to have like a year to sort this out. They may have just lost their writer and director because of how bad this one turned out. Why? I hate, I mean, I guess that's the world we live in. It has to be three movies long. Why not just do one good movie and then see where you want to go? I mean, they announced the sequel before they even made this the movie came out and they announced it that it was going to be a trilogy and they had these big plans, but I literally haven't watched this one. My wife saw it and she was like, there was a couple of good jump scares, but it's overall, it pretty sucked. And that was, and even my son was like, eh. like he, he was kind of the same way. Like they both were like, yeah, the conjuring was better. <laughs> that was kind of how they, they did it. Well, you know what's funny is that's but that's the world we live in in terms of horror. Like other movies are doing scary things, and those Conjuring movies they've made like right. There's like four of it was like four or five of them now, right? There's like three main three ones, and then there's like Annabelle and like a dog. Like there's other movies. Yeah, that dog one. What was that one? Was that the, like the Crooked Man? Like doesn't he like turn into a dog when he's like trying to like stalk people or something? I, I don't know. I I saw the first Conjuring and it freaked the hell out of me. But that was also the only one based on a true story. Everything else was like, let's make some shit up, and then they kind of just did that. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Like they went all Hollywood with the other ones. I mean, the that couple has an amazing body of investigations. Just follow the investigation. Stop making shit up. Like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, well, we're talking about horror trilogies. Not a horror trilogy, but I can see your wonderful Ghostbusters shirt. What's going on with Ghostbusters? I felt like we were hearing so much Ghostbuster news, and now it's like, is it another dead franchise? Oh, they filmed a sequel already. With, with, with Paul Rudd and everybody coming back? When does that come out? Yeah, so far it's been it's been uh, labeled Ghostbusters Firehouse. They don't have the Evan and they uh, given the an official name for it yet if that's just the production name was just firehouse because it takes place in new york and it, it's it involved the end credit scene where winston goes back buys the firehouse cleans everything up and there's been set photos that they've kind of restored the the ecto-1 kind of back to what it should be and there's the whole cast like mckenna grace paul rudd all of them are all coming back and they're like ghostbusters in new york again so whatever the story is going to be, <laughs> uh, all we know is that it does take place in New York. And, okay. Um, and that they filmed almost all of it before the strikes kicked in. Um, let me let me pull up. Uh, here's just what the interweb says on it. Oh, it's kind of an amazing cast. There's more people in it. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, you've got Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace returning as Trevor and Phoebe uh, Spengler. Um, Logan Kim's returning at podcast. You got Celeste O'Connor, Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Andy Potts, Will um, Adderton as William Peck. He's coming back, the Peck guy. Um, you've also got Kumali Nanjani is, yeah. is coming in the cast. Patton Oswalt, James Asker, and Emily Ann Lind are also in the roles. But Patton Oswalt in a Ghostbuster film? Like, that sounds great. Uh, some of these might, they might be, some of these might be talking ghosts. Possibly. Some of those, Patton Oswald it would be great in the movie, but like some of those names might be paranormal, yeah. paranormal sidekicks. Possibly, yeah. Um, all it says is that uh, Sony announced it. Um, it's an 
upcoming American supernatural comedy directed by Gil uh, Keenan from this a screenplay written by Jason Reitman, the guy who directed the first one. Um, it is the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife and the fourth in the canon of the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, all these characters return their roles. Da, 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 da. They um, don't even count the ladies Ghostbusters. That one doesn't even get counted as part of the main canon. It's not part of the main canon because it wasn't ever. <laughs> okay. But, but I mean, they even said that from the beginning. You had all the cast of the Ghostbusters people playing different roles in that movie. Unless they want to go Ghostbusters multiverse, it's not going to ever cross over. There doesn't need to be a Ghostbusters multiverse. It could just be its own one universe where ghosts are real. Um, all we know is that the filming um, principal photography started on March of this year. Uh, working title was Firehouse, uh, blah, blah, blah. Filming also went through New York City and filming wrapped in June 23rd, quite literally right before the actor strike kicked in. Which is pretty crazy. What are they um, thinking about for release date? Like, if it didn't come out this Halloween, is it more so of a... It's actually set to release on March 29th of this next year. Like, it okay. actually has its locked release date. We're probably due to start getting some trailers um, right around Thanksgiving or after. Okay. And that, that'll that start that buzz. And, like, it's funny. Marvel, a long time ago, made the summer movie season start in May. So, March, yeah, that's when, that's when movies come out now. So, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's the thing. I'm really excited about it because I I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. That was one of those movies. Um, Afterlife and Top Gun Maverick were like to me the only successful way you can reboot a franchise that has been considered dead for 30 years. Mm. That is, they nailed it so hard that I was like, this is perfect. And I'm not gonna lie, I did get kind of teared up when the the ghost of. Um, Egon was there like that was actually so beautifully done like good for them Harold Ramis would have been really happy with that cameo uh so <clears throat> Sony's making Ghostbusters Universal paid 400 million dollars to Warner Brothers what is the Batman news because I guarantee you some of that money is going right into this production what's right, happening so Robert, Robert Pattinson's Batman so the big thing came out was that this past week or so, uh, the hot mic with Jeff Snyder and John Roca uh, on YouTube, that podcast that seems to be dropping a lot of cool hints. Um, a fan asked a question to the, the guys and said, um, is there any news on Batman that's worth reporting? And they flat out, uh, Jeff Snyder uh, replied that a potential antagonist would be Hush. His exact quote was, is there a rumor that the villain going around to be Hush? Maybe, maybe that rumor exists. I have heard whispers of a hush, and that's all he said. But again, this is the third or fourth time that we've heard hush come up in conversations. And this is actually one of the first times it's been reported by a reputable scooper slash actual reporter from one of the trades. So it's pretty cool, um, especially given the fact that if you saw the Batman part one, Thomas Elliott was the reporter that was killed by the Falcones to cover up a bunch of shit. So you have... Uh, obviously, the changes from how the Thomas Tommy Elliott's dad, how, how that whole went, but they did kind of set up Hush being, I hate Bruce Wayne for his hand in my family's demise. Now we know who Hush is because we're comic book readers, and you know who Hush is. But this is kind of the big. It's crazy because Hush has been around so long there, but has not made its way to screen. Ironically, Hush came out when we were in high school. So like 18, 19 years ago now. Yeah. Um, he's been around. Hush has been around long enough to now he can vote. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, sure, um, sure. 
He can't rent a car yet, but he can vote. No, um, no, not yet. Not sure if he's allowed to drink yet, but he can kill people. Okay. He can draft himself, right? But, so for the audience that doesn't know, what is kind of the hush story in a nutshell? In a nutshell, for all the spoilers of people who haven't read a book that's almost 20 years old now, uh, Hush is a character by the name of Tommy Elliot. He was a character that was best friends with Bruce Wayne as a kid. And uh, Tommy Elliot's parents died and, uh, well, almost died. And then uh, Bruce's parent, Bruce's dad saved one of their lives in the hospital. And then eventually he died later for something else. Uh, long story short, Thomas Elliot was pissed that Bruce's dad saved his dad's life after he was trying to kill him um, or orchestrate his death and kind of blamed him for his dad continuing to live. And then he had this like lifelong obsession with just ruining Bruce Wayne's life. <laughs> Sorry. And eventually, there's, and there's a big uh, crossover with um, the Joker, right? The yeah. Joker shows up in that storyline. So um, if you've watched. Uh, the the new Daniel Craig James Bond movies. If you remember how uh, Blowfield was portrayed as like I knew you from childhood, I blame you for everything. That's essentially Hush. <laughs> sure, that, yeah, that was what it was. Um, but in this story, uh, Thomas Elliot became a good surgeon, and he made tons of money when he discovered that Batman and Bruce Wayne were the same person. He made it his life goal to dismantle his life and. Um, in the original comic, he teamed up with Riddler to orchestrate this way to psychologically break Bruce Wayne. And it involved uh, the now resurrected Jason Todd as being this one crux that was supposed to emotionally shatter Bruce. Um, but there was a whole lot of stuff in there. Um, Thomas Elliot ended up um, wearing the bandages on his face. And in the later comics, um, he did that because he actually surgically altered his own face to look like Bruce Wayne's so he could impersonate him and fuck his, up, his life up even more. Um, so it is a level of obsession that most Batman characters have not had yet. And it would make for a very psychologically good movie if done correctly. It almost sounds like you have to set, you need a movie to set all of this up. Like yeah. I wonder if we see Batman taking the kid, but a kid dies on him and is murdered. Like, I feel like we need to almost see Hush be responsible for these things so that we can then spend a movie to go after him. Yeah, like, I feel like if you want to do Hush correctly, you have to spend a good chunk of the movie setting him up, and then he becomes Hush Hush in the next movie. Like, right. We could. It's see almost like what Nolan was trying to do with Two-Face, but when Ledger died, they just fast-forwarded all the Two-Face stuff in the third act of the movie. Oh, um, Essentially, that's what you would have to do is like set up a whole movie with Thomas Elliot. And then at the end, now he's hush. And now he's trying to let's take let's take an aside for a second, because I've never asked you this. If Heath Ledger would have lived, what do you think that next movie would have been? Oh, the third movie was supposed to be Heath Ledger and Two-Face and the newfound freaks of Gotham kind of spurring up with them. So oh, we to reply to one of the comments in here. Um, Hush was not Edward Nigma. No, in the animated version, Thomas Elliot was not Hush. They killed him off, and that was like this red herring that they did. And they made Hush and Riddler the same person. And it was the it made an, an animated adaptation that could have been perfect. The most frustratingly, I, I will never watch it again because they they shut the bed so hard on it that I didn't want to watch it anymore. 
Um, and what's crazy is usually those movies, even when they change stories, they do like a pretty good job of keeping it similar. That one is so wild. It, it makes it not really watchable. Yeah, they 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 changed it so dramatically and not in a good way. And it just ruined it for pretty much everyone. Now, most people basically will say that the Hush animated film is the worst DC animated movie ever made solely because of how bad they shit the bed on it. Mm. Mm. Okay. So the writer strike is over. That means Batman 2 can be written on or submitted right. because it wasn't finished in the fa- the writing phase. So now that it could be writing again, it's likely that the final versions of the drafts because I mean we all know Matt Reeves makes six or seven or eight drafts of his film before he starts filming. So he's fully like he changes everything all the time. So if Hush wasn't a major player before, he may have made him in the latest draft because we've also heard that characters like Clayface, who also had a big part in the Hush storyline, were supposed to also be in there. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I could see we talked about what kind of Clayface they were going to do. I could very well see a Clayface be a shapeshifter, not any of the mutant stuff, just can mold his face and maybe take the Bruce Wayne element. We have we have video evidence of Bruce Wayne killing this woman. Here's the video of it, and we find out that's actually a clay face working with somebody else. Yeah, I can 100% see that. I would be okay. I mean, if you're not going to give me the giant juggernaut-sized mud monster, um, the closest thing you can do is like the, the essentially the chameleon from Spider-Man, right? Like he can change his face, and he's a master of changing his voice, like things like that. Like a master of disguise who has this weird face thing that he can do with it some cream that he got from like like the first episode of the batman animated when we saw clayface for the first time before he became the monster (laughs) uh is that movie can that movie get back on its timeline like they were supposed to shoot march april i think is what you told me is there any way that they can get back onto that time frame if the writer strike ends in the next few weeks 100 percent. like i'm the actor strike yeah, sorry, the actor strike. The writer okay. strike is done. They they're back to work. Um, once the writer the actor strike finishes, they can finish filming Penguin, which was supposed to lead into this film, and then they can get to work on Batman. Yeah, it's so you know it's great that the writer strike is over, but like the 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 actors not being there is also still affecting productions, which means time in windows and stuff like that is so weird. Um I love that first Batman movie. I also am kind of jonesing. I want to see what his new suit looks like. Like, you know, like all of these other things that have been true in past things, I know are going to be true because we only saw him in year two. What is the year three Batman suit looks like? And are they going more Nolan or are they going to go more Tim Burton? Because I feel like both are on the table now. So I've said this before a few times that what I want, and I don't give a damn which version batman gives me this if it's the the new the the pattinson batman or the uh or even the um the the whatever batman we're gonna get in In james gunn's world yeah right um the the suit that i would love to see actually comes from the telltale the telltale batman games um that is a suit that i would love to see in either version because to me it's like the most practical comic suit you can kind of get um 
where that that came out really blurry. Let me get it to a different one. That's pretty good, right? So it's it's a solid suit, and I would love that. I mean, it's kind of got that that Batman Nolan vibe to it, where it's got like the armory look to it, but it's also meant to be gray and flexible, like the cloth ones that we get and all the other stuff. So like, I would like that suit. I I want just the white lenses. Give me the white lenses on a Batman suit, and even if it turns out to be the Batman like. I've said before, I want the white lenses, but the argument was always Batman can't emote properly if you don't see his eyes. If he's got these like Iron Man lenses, it's not going to work. But I think, uh, do you remember that one, uh, that short film that came out when we were in high school, that one that was really big on the internet? Um, it was called Batman Dead End. Do you remember that one? I remember it. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember it being all the rage. Yeah, so this one, uh, Batman Dead End was a it was a fan film that came out around 2005 or so. And what made this one so impressive was that um, it was also like Batman versus aliens and predator, right? Like it was actually this, like no one saw it. Oh, it was, you didn't tell me that part. I remember that part where bat. Yeah. Batman. And I, and that was a comic book series I have in my garage, Batman no, versus no, predator. Yeah. So in the, 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 in the film, the guy made the, the the Alex Ross version of the Batman suit, but what he wanted to do was give Batman the lenses, but he did it differently. He actually gave him just white contacts, and we know that Pattinson uses the contacts, so why not just make them white? That way you can mm. let the character emote, and he looks scary as hell. Right? Look at, look like, at that, that would be Batman. perfect. Yeah. Like, look at that. Like, I would love that. Like, the, give me those white eyes, those creepy white eyes. I want that. And we already know that Pattinson was wearing special things to, um, like, video. Like, his contact lenses were video cameras. Great. Now they're white. Yeah. Like, he already was scaring people. Why not make him even more scary? Yeah. I mean, just imagine, like, the, the, the logic, right? I mean, you have, he has the contact lenses. Now he has to do slightly more durable lenses because of shrapnel coming toward his face. Right, he's like, I just gotta get better ones. Yeah, and uh, like Geek Breeder was saying, Deadpool has the creepy white eyes. Yeah, I would also yeah. kind of love every character to have those kind of white eyes. Like, give me those eyes on everybody. Spider Man gets them. Batman gets them. Everyone gets them. <laughs> Is there? Uh, do you think we see Wayne Manor? Do you think we see a new Batcave? Do you think we finally see it pretty full and built out? I I do I do because in the first movie, the movie ended with him saying, "I now know I have to become something more." So I could see him like actually pulling his hair back and not looking like Kurt Cobain in gothic attire. And Taylor, could... I'll, I'll take it one step further. They did such a good job with those digital sets. Like when you find out like all of those gorgeous sunshine, like break of dawn scenes were all on that like new age screen. Just do the Batcave. Just have it be like crazy mountain peaks and jagged and just screeching bats because they only need to move in this one area. But I mean, even then, I mean, you can still argue that the Batman, I mean, we had it, right? We had Wayne Manor was in that movie. It was dilapidated. It was off in the, the boons. He could have gone back and got Wayne Manor back and fixed it up. and Or he can just continue building out his Batcave that's underneath the city in this like old train station-esque Ninja Turtles kind of layer and just make that better. 
I'm fine with either one because Batman teaming up with Ninja Turtles has now existed in the animated films. I'm going to let you know that that movie must be renting or selling well because that movie is still not streaming. So that movie's got to be making them money. What movie? Wait, what? The Batman teams up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated film. Isn't it not streaming on HBO? I could have sworn. No, it is not and has not been. And you still have to pay for that one, which means obviously people are renting that movie. I enjoyed that one. I didn't like the last act uh, where like Shredder now makes all the Batman villains mutants. I didn't care for that whole bit. I would have been happy if it was just like Raza Ghoul and Shredder fighting with ninjas. Like that'd have been perfect to me. What a great, what a great movie. That's a, I mean, that we're getting another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. movie. Maybe Batman shows uh, up there. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I, I would really love something like that. But now on to the last 20 minutes or so. We're I was talk about, about to say. We've talked about one half of what Warner Brothers is doing. Let's talk about the other half, uh, which involves James Gunn. It involves the old characters. Where did this come out? Because there was a lot of rumblings of this. You reported on this. This is something you've been talking about. So in a series of posts from this morning from Variety, they basically it was called Aquaman 2 flooded with drama. Jason Momoa allegedly drunk on set. Amber Heard scenes cut, Elon Musk's letter to WB, and more. And as they went through this entire thing, uh, there was allegations that uh, Jason Momoa dressed up like Captain Jack Sparrow and came drunk on set, which is, sounds amazing to me. Uh, if that's true, he, he obviously denied it, but the fact that he came on set drunk pretending to be Johnny Depp was kind of amazing. That's a crazy story. That's a crazy story. Um, and there was also stuff about how he pushed to have some of her scenes cut. And there's supposed to be multiple fight scenes that Amber Heard was in that were cut out and things like that. Um, but a long story short with the, the brunt of it, they did say, um, let me see if I can find the exact quote. Okay, here is the exact quote. Like Flash, Aquaman's shape can't shake its lame duck trappings with DC Universe getting overhauled under new leadership, marking Warner Brothers' discovery of David CEO's top priority. In fact, none of the stars cast by Zack Snyder for 2016's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice and 2017's Justice League, including Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, and Jason Momoa will reprise their roles in the new DC Universe in character. Momoa may return just not as Aquaman. Sources say the actor has engaged in talks to play Lobo, either in the 2025 reboot Superman Legacy, written and directed by James Gunn, or in a standalone film. In a confusing twist, Viola Davis, who plays Amanda Waller in both the recent Suicide Squad movies, will remain as character, as that character in Gunn Safran DC Universe and in next year's Max series Waller possibly also appearing in a new Superman tentpole as well. Another outlier is Guns and Ma- Guns Max's Peacemaker, which is back for a second se- season with John Cena in the lead. So they confirmed not only is the entire principal cast of the DCEU not coming back, but that some of the characters that were included in what we said last time in James Gunn's Post DCEU slash Hamada slash everyone's weird timeline because they still have active contracts, they're not getting recast. Because, like I said last time, people like Viola Davis, John Cena, Zolo, and all the characters that haven't been kicked out 
have active contracts. And sometimes it's cheaper just to use them than to, to fire them and paid out the contract. So they're coming back, but the characters are being completely rewritten. So Viola Davis coming back as Amanda Waller would be a different Waller. Um, I'm kind of curious how they're going to distinguish that, but it's going to be very cool to see. I think that is them rebuilding to another Suicide Squad movie. And I and I think it's funny to say that, but I feel like um, James Gunn cut his teeth there and feels a little bit of an ownership of that team. Um, and then I wonder, like, you know, do they recast Harley Quinn? The answer is yes, right? We're going to get a whole new group altogether. Um, they should. I mean, they 100% should, but if they don't recast Margot Robbie, they would 100% recast the Joker and give her a different Joker. So if we do see Margot Robbie come back as Harley Quinn, we're going to see different designs, different look to her, and we're going to see a different backstory. So uh, so you mentioned, let's talk about Lobo, another hero with white eyes. Uh, so again, Taylor, this is within your world. Um, the scope of James Gunn's world is so universal Lobo as a character hits. He can show up in Green Lantern world. He can show up on Earth. He can show up in another dimension. He can be a good guy. He could be a bad guy. He could fight Swamp Thing. Lobo makes so much sense in this universe. I just want to also like just acknowledge the fact that as much as we all loved Jason playing Aquaman and like making Aquaman not a lame character. He was essentially playing Lobo the entire time. Like, I'm so happy you said that. There's no Jason Momoa is playing in a Fast and Furious Seven version of Aquaman, right? Like, it's never been like, oh, that's canon accurate. It's always been a weird Aquaman. Yeah, and him moving from Aquaman to Lobo might honestly be. Like, there were some comments when I put the post up earlier today. When I was, uh, I got a lot of angry comments because people kind of just in denial about what was actually happening and clearly weren't listening to me. But uh, they ignored me for the last several months until now it's finally out there. Um, but uh, a lot of people right off the bat were also saying that there's no way he won't be playing Lobo because this is the most inspired casting. Like, first comment why are they even in talks? In fact, he was born to play this incredible role. Like, people are just right off the bat, like, Jason Momoa as Lobo is the biggest, like, no-brainer ever. But what they should be doing, and a lot of people were asking me this, does that mean Lobo is getting a solo film before he gets a cameo, or what's the plan? I think that DC learned very quickly with the mistakes of Blue Beetle and Black Adam that you cannot introduce an obscure character with a solo film without introducing them somewhere else first. What is the, yeah, and we're getting Superman. What is the Superman cartoon where Superman, a bunch of rockets are going to shoot and Lobo comes and attacks? Man and of then, Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, is that the one also where uh, Parasite Martian, is the villain? And, and Martian, Martian Manhunter? Yeah. That to me sounds like the first Superman movie. Yeah, like, I make I, that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, that right there is such a big thing that sets up such a large world. Like, when I saw that, I was like, I can't believe they're not doing this in movies right now. Yeah, just do this. Like, don't don't be weird with it. Just make this. Um, but, like, on that same note, if you have a global villain like Brainiac, you can have quite literally 
cameos out the butt, right? You can have all the JSA show up fighting. Oh, here's this character fighting the Brainiac drones in Cairo. Here's this character fighting in Singapore. Here's this character fighting in the UK. And like you just kind of like montage of like the oh, world fighting the Brainiac. Taylor, that's so smart. That's so crazy smart. Right. Right. Instead of instead of uh, Loki just attacking New York City, the whole Earth deals with Brainiac. So we see Swamp Thing in the swamp, and we see somebody. Wow! And then you introduce everybody. You get a taste of everybody. Yeah, and and you can do it as a montage of cameos or whatever you want to do, and it wets people's like appetite. You see that, and you're like, I want to know what the fuck that is. I'm going to obsess over that until the movie gets announced. Or you can even have the fact that Brainiac is an intergalactic villain, right? Or, or, or the hell with it, right? Before Brainiac shows up, you have Lobo show up, fight Superman and say, uh, I was here to bring you to Brainiac, but I can't, clearly you're not going to come with me. So this bitch is on his way to come get you. Peace. And then him leave, then the invasion occurs. Like Brainiac was hired to go catch the last Kryptonian and it didn't work out. So now the full on invasion is happening. Do something That's like that. Yeah. And, and 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 have. end the movie, yeah, and end the movie on a dark note too. Like, what if the movie ends with Brainiac invading? So then we get a full movie of them defeating him and then setting up the new normal for something else to then take place. Yeah. So you can have, if you do it right, and James Gunn is the the nerd that would figure out a way to make it happen. I mean, look at any one of his Guardians of the Galaxy films. Right. Like, you've got three movies that on. On paper, compared to the rest of everything that Marvel has done, are the most densely packed movies with cameos, set pieces, plot points. Like, I don't know. Like, aside from the Endgame and um, Infinity War, like, I don't remember any Marvel movie being as as one of those movies where if you leave for 10 minutes, you're going to miss something. And James Gunn's movies were that. Like, and he you can't took step out. Yeah, and he took obscure characters like Howard the Duck, who is not a big, right, has been, in movie world, has been shit upon for, you know, the past 40 years, and make these characters just another part of the universe, another part of yeah. the world. Oh, yeah, okay, so a uh, question that popped up. Uh, yes, this is exactly what it's for. Alternative, do you guys think that there could be an animated show based on who's who to introduce obscure characters? 100%. Um, because yes. we know that James Gunn even said that a lot of the stuff that we're going to be getting in animated form is going to be quite literally like background stuff. It's like he said before that he's not going to punish audiences for not doing their homework, but the people who do see everything are going to get a lot more backstory. But think about that. But think about what, but, but think about the proposition that's being given to you. <laughs> Meaning when your friend says, should I watch this animated show? And you go, yeah. There's this character called Lobo, and it's going to be voiced by Jason Momoa. And then that character, as Jason Momoa is going to show up in the show, like in the movie, it's much easier for people to want to follow these things along. Where like, you know, I think one of the issues that Star Wars has is like, there's like four different versions of all of these characters over all of these different shows. Now, while that isn't necessarily a big thing, if I really like Star Wars, the Clone Wars that looks like Samurai Jack, we only got two seasons of that, right? We never got that show again. So, yeah. And there were only like 45 minutes total because they were short films. Yeah, they were super tiny. They were super tiny movies. They're great. Everyone yeah. should go watch those movies. They're great. But they're super tiny. So um, one of the comments came up saying about how uh, – um, Essentially, like you talked about, uh, I said, uh, DC's characters 
failing in the box office but being too obscure before they introduced them. He said, what about Ghost Rider from 2007? Because that movie technically wasn't a bomb. But you also have to look at the fact that Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, the first one, uh, Spirit of Vengeance was the second. The ghost, first Ghost Rider film from 2007 was made on a $110 million budget. That's kind of impossible to pull off with any movie nowadays. Yeah. So if you you want to bank in a big Hollywood movie, you have no. to spend 150 to 200 And that's a big gamble on a character like Black Adam who nobody knows about. Even with the rock star power, most people didn't know who the hell he was until they watched the movie and like, oh, he's connected to DC. Okay, I get it. Black Adam is a very good comparison to Ghost Rider. Because Ghost Rider is a big hero, but for the most part, he is not known. Uh, that's another great cameo that Deadpool should go see. Nick Cage should friggin' light his head on fire and fight Deadpool and Wolverine. Oh, yeah. You have no idea how much I want that. <sighs> you, you know what's funny is they've introduced so much magic and demonic stuff into Marvel. I'm surprised Ghost Rider hasn't shown up yet. He I actually know- has in some of the side story stuff. Okay, which ones? Agents of Shield, uh, the show that is now considered not canon. Right. Uh, well, that's why that's why I didn't bring it up. I thought that show doesn't count. Yeah, but they literally had an entire season with Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider as like the main arc of the whole season. And in that show, when they showed Robbie getting his powers, you saw um, Johnny Blaze's Ghost Rider give him the powers. So, like, they did actually establish at one point an MCU Ghost Rider, even if that's no longer canon. But it sounds like they're working on some sort of a Midnight Suns Disney Plus project with like Moon Knight and all them, and he's supposed to show up there. So, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't, you're right. They have all those horror people. And if you do yeah. that, like Black Knight, would Black Knight also be a part of that group? Yeah, Black Knight, Blade, Moon Knight, Man-Thing, Werewolf by Night, all of these characters that are now like creepy and weird, those are all gonna, and that's all supposedly the, what they were doing. And all the kids are gonna be young Avengers, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, that's what the Secret Wars movie is going to be, is that the young Avengers going after Kang and getting their asses handed them. So then our, our old our old men have to come back. No country for old superheroes have to come back. And we got to find a Captain America from a timeline that he didn't hang up the shield. Yeah, we need, a, we need to go through multiverse hopping and find a new Iron Man, find a new Captain America, find all the characters. Yeah. Okay, I've never asked you this, and I'll ask it to you now. Well, yeah, okay, yeah I'll ask it to you now. Go ahead. They're going to jump through the MCU. What, which version of Captain America, which version of Iron Man, which version of Thor would you want to see? I, I mean, Thor's still Thor. He's not gone anywhere. Um, so he's probably still going to be the same. It'll be, uh, weird. and also it's comedy Thor. So you know it's going to be a bunch of scenes of Thor being like, we're best friends. And they're like, we've never met you before. And he's like, come on, brother. Hey, hold my hammer. He can hold my hammer. Do you guys know this? Watch this. And, and that's the version of Thor I don't like. But yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, I would like them to use that to also cameo the crap out of some of the almost casted stuff. Like, let's see the the Ethan Hawke Doctor Strange or the Jared Leto Doctor Strange that almost happened. Let's see uh, the Tom Cruise Iron Man. Let's see John Krasinski as also as Captain America because he almost had it. And then he also almost had Mr. Fantastic. So let's just put him everywhere. Let's get the cameos going. But I would very much like to see them go a little nuts with it. Um, Yeah, like this comic, King Thor. Yeah, give me Thor with his cape and his 
big ass beard and his eye patch. Let's get that Thor to like come out and see our MCU Thor and be like, "You're a child." And well, she's like, "They're they're obviously building up to it because Loki is talking about variants. It's in the universe now. Um, I have not started watching that yet. I apologize to the audience. I know it's waiting for me. I just haven't. It came out of nowhere." All right, so to the best way to explain the first episode of Loki was essentially what it was kind of like it meant to, it felt like it was the finale of the last season. Like it's just the the natural continuation of that episode. And it didn't feel like the start of a new season. It just felt like let's let's wrap up that weird loose end that we threw out at the very end. And now we're setting up the show. Uh first comic. Michael, have you watched Gen V? No, again, I know it's there. It's the, it's with you? it's right. It's and it's the boys' universe, and everything out of the boys' universe has been really spectacular. No, I promise you, I will watch Gen V as well. Uh, let me let the audience know I am going on vacation. I'm, I will not be here next week. I don't even know if you're going to do a show next week. I'm going to be in, uh, on vacation. Thank you for telling me now. I won't have my things with me, Taylor. I can't do the <laughs> show from my hotel room. I will figure something out. Wonderful. Will, okay, the I'll show will go on. Wonderful. Next week, we're going to have a guest co-host. And if you all like him more than Michael, we can tell him that next oh, week. Oh, don't back. tell me that. That's exactly <laughs> what I don't want to hear. I'll hand it off to them if they like him more. This is me signing out. Peace. No, honestly, uh, Gen V is a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people are getting pissed. Like, oh, it's the woke version of the boys. But also, the boys was pretty woke, too. So I don't know why. Um, but that's, that's the thing, is that the the creators of the boys said that if you can't, if you don't realize by now that the boys and the universe we've created is pure satire, then you're watching the wrong show. Right. Um, this show is exactly what I was expecting it to be. And it's, it's honestly pretty great. Okay. Um, all I it. have to say is shrinking girl, giant penis. Just watch oh, it. They did it again. They did it they, again. Yeah. But it wasn't just, it wasn't as horrific as the, Oh no, it was, I don't know. It was kind of horrific too, but it was like, <laughs> It wasn't like shrinking girl goes in penis. It was just like guy was like, "Look how giant my penis is next to you." Like that, <laughs> like like they had a penis. They kept going with the penis jokes. I love it with that. I like. I like. Listen, the boys is uh, you know, I feel like the boys is the only thing poking fun at some of these superhero tropes. Everything else takes itself very seriously. No, this one, um, especially this one feels like it's it's pretty much like completely on the nose with all the humor from the boys. Like they, if it's the same people, good job. If it's not the same people, good job for making it feel like it's the same show. So mm. we've touched on Universal. We've touched on Warner Brothers. We touched on Disney. Is there anyone else? We're oh, we talked about Sony as well. Is there anyone else we're leaving out of this picture? Um. No, I mean, speaking of Sony, they announced the PlayStation 5 Slim today, and it looks pretty cool. Of course it does. Of course it looks gorgeous. It comes out they're, this time for Christmas. They're just, they're, they're phasing out the old PS5 for this new one. Okay. Yeah, looks pretty cool. Good job. Um, and, do you uh, think Jason, and, uh, oh, hold on. Do you think Jensen Ackles has a chance at being the DCU Batman? I don't. I don't think he's. Um, I don't know his name. Dean from Supernatural. Oh, yeah. No, that guy's way too old. He's almost the same age as Ben Affleck. So, no, they're not going to – if Ben Affleck's too old, Jensen is too old. Even if Jensen looks like he's 35, he's not. There's going to be a bunch of actors like that that people want. I guarantee you they're too old. It's not going to be anybody 
like I 35 said, up. Like I said, with how this turned out, I mean, for everyone who says, oh, but he's he, a 35-year-old Batman with a 12-year-old son. What world do people realize that, like, you can have kids young? And yeah. Have, like, yeah. We, we were talking about this just the other day, Michael. A girl that we went to high school with has a 17-year-old. And I was like, that's insane. And I thought about it. I'm like, no, we did graduate high school like 19 years ago. That actually adds up. So, and she's not a good example because she's well adjusted. She wanted to start a family young. Her son's a good person. Like, that's not a, you know, usually that's the story ends differently. No, they no, are she, definitely. She is yeah. a fantastic example of doing it correctly and being an adult on time as being yeah. an adult. We are, we're still in our mid to late 30s and still talking about nerd shit. And I have, I have two kids and they're both very opposite ages. Um, so no, there's a, no, and I like this comment right off the bat. I mean, Talia kind of raped him. So like Bruce could have made her prego at like 22 or something. He hundred percent could have, they yeah. could just change the story a little bit and have Bruce and Talia hook up while Bruce was learning how to become Batman. And now that he is Batman, he also has an illegitimate son who knows about him as being Batman. Like yeah, you don't have to do the story where Batman is molested as Batman. Like you can yeah. just have it as when he was training in Nanda Parbat, he met Talia, they knocked boots, and he never saw her again. And now he's got a kid somewhere. You know? It's PG 13, so you'll just see that you'll see somebody come out and knock boots together. What are you doing? Yeah. Cleaning the boots. Exactly. Like just some some on the nose joke. Like something like that. <laughs> sure. Uh, do you think Bill Hader is too old for Plastic Man? I don't think anyone is too old for Plastic Man if you do it correctly especially if you see because most of his body should look cg like he shouldn't look like a human being so yeah maybe he agreed imagine the amount of back child support he owes so much talia is the daughter of uh immortal emperor warlord and bruce wayne is the prince of gotham who owns gotham so he probably owes her a few million for the first couple years yes (laughs) and she probably owes him some gold bouillons or something like that as well I think that's probably why she just dropped him off. She's like, you don't owe me anything. He's killing people. Take your kid. (laughs) Well, it's exciting. Writer's strike is over. News is back out again. I wonder when we start seeing this stuff come to fruition, more so than it is now. And we start seeing some timelines, but it's exciting. It sounds like uh, more new fun movies are on their way. Also, just to like humble brag, because I was really excited about this. I, as we talked about last time, Pokemon cards have now consumed my life. I drew the the number one card for the new set. You did it, Taylor! You got the yep. Art Charizard! I got the Art Charizard. Apparently, before grading, it's worth like 120 bucks. So I gotta get it graded now. It's, uh, it's do you have the Art Charmeleon and Charmander yet? I got the Charmeleon. Yeah, you do, buddy! But You're got, almost I, there! I got the Ivysaur. I didn't get the other one. I got Ivysaur. They're so cool. They're so They're pretty. So cool. I love them. Pokemon I don't even cards want so the other great. cards. I just want all the full art cards. They're so damn pretty. <laughs> I wish that I could own... I wish that they sold a set of Pokemon cards that was the one... Fi- that was those art cards, but in the bottom of it, there's like a troll face or something like that. So I can have all the cards and look at them, but they're not worth anything. Like the only thing that makes them difficult is the value of them. Right. Uh, I mean, honestly, I saw this guy on the interwebs the other day who had this giant frame and it was like literally like six feet wide. And it was the 151 Pokemon from the first couple generations, just one by one, all their cards. And I would love to do that. If I complete this set, I would love that. Just 
I'm not even sell them. Don't scalp them or anything. Just put them in a picture frame, hang them on my wall, and there's the 151 Pokemon framed for my children's children to sell when I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, someday. Yeah, and you yeah. can have, but you have to keep it in a part of the room that never gets sunlight, right? It's got to be yeah. in like a special part of the room. Well, my office is technically in our basement, so yeah, this is the perfect space for it. I had no idea we were in your basement. I didn't know this was your man cave. I thought it was the bat attic, but we're in the cave. No, no, it's literally the cave. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like under the house and behind everything. It's like, I was actually joking with my wife that the door that leads into this room, I want to actually get one of those Murphy doors and just replace the door with a bookcase so that no one sure. knows what you can hear. Or a vault door. <laughs> like, just, why not? Well, I, I, I'm sorry I won't be here next week, Taylor. I'm going to Costa Rica. I'm going to be on an island. Well, Stop guess what's going to happen next week? The writer, the the actor strike is going to finish. So much news is going to happen, and you're going to miss all of it, and you're going to be really sad about it. But that's okay, Taylor, because I know exactly where to tune in to listen to all of that wonderful but, stuff. Oh but, yeah, we got to do yeah, we got to do the giveaway. But before we do that, Michael's yeah. getting ahead of himself. So as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this is the second episode for the TCN giveaway, and guess what? We're going to ask you this week. Now that Jason Maloa is in talks to play Lobo, this question should be an obvious one. Which other actors in the DCEU that are now no longer part of DC do you want to show up as a new DC character? And that could be anyone from Gal Gadot playing uh, One Woman's Mom or Antiope or anything like that. Or hell, have her play Cersei. Wouldn't that, that be fun? Have her play the villain? Um, or you can have Henry she's Cavill. gonna be the new queen mom woman yeah. she's gonna give the hat to the new wonder woman and she's like i was an amazonian once too and you're like of course you were we saw you it's very on the nose i understand this reference um but no uh, that's the question which dceu character even down to like harry lennox as martian manhunter any one of those characters who would you like to see them appear as and it doesn't have to be the same role, because that's the cop-out answer. I don't want to see the same role. If you want to see someone come back, like, do you want to see Ben Affleck come back as Hugo Strange? Or do you want to see Henry Cavill come back as Ultraman, right? Like, what casting would you want these characters to come back as? So that is this week's question. When the video is over, open the video, pop in your answer. Not in the comments here, because in the comments, I can't see them afterwards. Um, throw them in the main uh, the main video's comment section after we're done. Yo, but, is Ben Affleck going to show up as Daredevil? If Elektra's there, will Daredevil show up? There's a part of me that thinks he is. There's also a part of me that thinks he isn't. So Okay, yeah. There's been rumors saying both ways. But either way... Patreon.com slash the cultured nerd. That's where you can keep us in the business. The business of telling you what is coming out. We have a bunch of wonderful people that support the show. Taylor, show them who those people are. I will show you who they are. Thank you so much for all of your patronage. Thank you for keeping the lights on and uh, Taylor's basement dry from all the rain. Uh, he's been your host. I've been your co-host, Michael Santel. Uh, our logo was by Jose Navarro. Our intro was by Taylor Murphy and Jay Stew. Uh, like, it's a silly thing to say, but please, it helps. Like, comment, subscribe. And if you want to get that present, go put in there. Who from the old DC universe do you want to see back? As you were asking that As question, Taylor... I know. Uh, as someone else, I would love to see Ben Affleck as Alex Ross's Captain Marvel. 
I don't, there's something about that face. Maybe you could do something there, but I don't know if he would do it. Uh, but if you want to, I answer honestly those would questions. love to see like so many. There's so many people I would love to see as as Shazam slash Captain Marvel. Ben Affleck would be fun, fun, but I was always thinking like Alan Richmond from like the guy who plays uh, the current guy who plays. Um, the hell is that show called on Amazon? Uh, what is it called? Jack Amazon. Reacher. Yeah, the guy who plays Jack Reacher. I would love to see him play Shazam because he's like goofy and giant. So it would be funny. It's so funny. I was That's like, I was th- I was just thinking John Krasinski. I was like, yeah, okay, what action shows are on that platform? No, they got what they have all the other guys. Yeah, they got they got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, join us next week for a special mystery host, along with your main host, uh, main host Taylor Murphy. We'll see all you kids and cats. Now he's time. rubbing dirt in it. Yeah, he's not going to be here, but you know, it's it is what it is. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.